All right, all right. Welcome to the Raising Us podcast. This is the inaugural episode. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, this is a podcast about dads, specifically black dads growing up together, <laughs> uh, raising children, being husbands and all that good stuff. Um, I am joined by one of my best friends uh, that I've known since ninth grade high school. Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to introduce yourself, man? Uh, I go by. I'm Brandon. I also go by B. No matter what part of life I'm, I'm in, um, everybody just calls me B. So, just sticks with it. I just stick with it. You know. Yeah, my name is uh, Miles. I don't really have a lot of other nicknames. Smiles P from college. My friends call me, so I guess I just go with Smiles for the podcast and everything but um yeah so this podcast again like i said is mainly for uh dads black dads especially this is a kind of a uh uh think a platform that you know i don't think there's a lot of black dad podcasts you see a lot of podcasts for moms um and other dads and stuff in general but i think black dads specifically because i think our situation is very unique especially being in the united states of america um, and, you know, through the, the trials and we're going to go through like the stereo, trying to debunk some of the stereotypes, some of the myths and maybe, uh, how the, the modern black dad versus, you know, black dad from like the 1950s, 1960s, our parents' generation, that kind of thing. Um, but the topic today we're going to get started with is, uh, both of us are, uh, new dads, at least within the last year, um. I had my son in uh, 2019, November. Um, uh, this was right before the pandemic hit. And um, full disclosure and everything, uh, me and my wife, we had uh, a couple of the of um, failed pregnancies. Uh, so it was a little rough at first, you know, it was like one of those things where um, we kind of had like of trying the third time you know we really didn't care you know if it was a boy or a girl we just wanted a healthy baby we both got what we wanted we got the son out of it and um it's been i will say definitely a humbling experience up to this point um b what did you want to say about you know when uh your your initial experience when your your daughter was born so my daughter was born November of 2020, right in the, <laughs> the heart of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a beautiful experience. Kids are wonderful. Um, this was my wife and I's, you know, first pregnancy. So we we just wanted a health, healthy baby. Um, you know, we got that. I was, I guess, I'm crazy when she was born, and you know, the doctors were doing all the stuff they did. I counted to make sure she had 10 fingers and 10 toes. Yeah. I don't know how many people do that, but <laughs> it was just something I had to do. But um, I will say, you know, it, it's it's nice to see her develop through the months and grow, but God, she is exhausting. <laughs> so Miles, let, let, let me ask you this. Um, so uh, when my daughter, her name's Tatum, when Tatum was born, I was 34. Turned 35 in two months, so you were 33. Uh, you had your son, right? 
Yeah. Do you feel like? Well, first, does he wear you out? Oh yeah, I mean, so it was very unique for us because um, right after he was born, we had found a daycare and everything, and he was in daycare for about a week before the pandemic hit. Everything just shut down immediately, so we had to spend his pretty much entire first year of living in the house, and I'll say it was a lot easier. When he wasn't like rolling around and things, he was, when he was just laying there and just kind of, you know, he would cry and stuff, and we would, you know, feed my wife with, you know, breastfeed, and um, then he'd be cool and everything. So it wasn't too exhausting. It's once he started run, walking, when he decided he could stand and started walking around, that's when it's been the last <laughs> five months have been exhausting because I'm chasing him nonstop. Like so- it's. Yeah. I know what you're saying. No, yeah, it's like nonstop now. Like I will tell any new any new parent, treasure those moments when they can't move. <laughs> when they can't move around. Because once they start moving, they do not stop. For so for you, the next yeah, eighteen years. It's <laughs> Do you ever like wonder to yourself like, damn, is it because I kinda had him in my thirties as opposed to my twenties why I'm so tired? Or that's just babies? Um, I, I I mean I will say I do think that if I had him when I was like 25 uh, I'd probably have a lot more energy uh, however I mentally I wasn't ready to be a dad at 25 right. that's just that I think so I think that uh, there's a some especially parents who have kids a lot later and I, I, I don't know if you're noticing it as well as I'm noticing it a lot of people are having their kids a lot later in life than they did when like our parents had us yeah and it's I think it's more of a mental thing where it's like I'm willing to be exhausted but mentally prepared to take raise a child than to be full of energy but not mentally prepared to raise a child so it's like more of the mental thing where I can go through get through the day because I'm I'm ready for it for whether rather than being 25 and like oh I got all this energy and stuff but I'm like still trying to figure things out kind of thing. Like I didn't move out of my house until I think I turned my parents' house. I was 24, I think, when I moved out of my parents' house. So, I mean, you think about a year later having a child just moving out of my parents' house, like that would, that would have been, that would have, have been a lot. So I think as, this is my experience, as a parent, I think it's more important to be mentally prepared for a child than to just be happy, happy energy to deal with one. That's it. And don't forget the finances. That too. I think I, I definitely make more money now than I did when I was 20, 20, when I was 25, for sure. Yeah. Um, and knowing how to manage bills and everything else. And because, you know, kids cost money. So that's a whole, if there are diapers, food, uh, taking him to the doctor, adding him to your insurance. I mean, it's all this stuff you got to do with kids. Um, and, and only and it changes. I say I won't say it gets less expensive, but it definitely adjusts as you as they get older. Um, oh yeah. But so with with Tatum now, is she walking around now, or like what's she doing? So she's she's crawling. She uh she can stand, but her biggest thing is. 
she likes music so if she stands up even if no music is playing she'll start moving like like she's dancing okay so that that's her biggest thing right now but if we just let her like crawl and roam oh my god she gets into so much shit <laughs> yeah that's what it starts man that's what i remember my son when he when he when he we were so happy uh when he like rolled over for the first time on his own and after that it was just lights out once he learned how to roll over like it was just it was done um so okay i'll ask you this when tatum was i don't know through the first couple months this did you would you wake up constantly to check make sure she was breathing make sure she was okay yeah yeah <laughs> so i my, my wife had to re- take the monitor from me because i had a monitor on my side of the bed i'd wake up every what 10 15 minutes to, just to check especially when we once we moved into the crib just to check okay. to make sure he was he was asleep, he was breathing she was like, That's I am tired of you moving and waking me up. So she took the monitor so that way I could actually sleep at night. That's that protector instant. Yeah, it's, I didn't know that I was just going to click like that. I didn't think I was just, oh, the monitor's near me, whatever. And I just wake up and just go, I look at the monitor, zoom in, just to see his stomach or his back move or whatever. Like, okay, he's good. And go ahead and sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if so, it kicks in and everything like that, but it's one of those things that those they, that parental those parental like those uh like spider sense the spider sense thing tingling whatever that stuff is yeah that kicks in as a parent immediately. So let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. So let's go back to to the beginning. Yeah. What, what was your initial reaction? Well, okay, because you, you guys had two failed pregnancies when mm-hmm. when this one occurred what was your initial initial reaction when your wife uh told you she was pregnant again uh when she told when she said we were pregnant this was the be this will be the third time um if we were kind of like because of the last two experiences we were kind of jaded by it so we were just like okay you know we weren't really excited about it like we were just kind of like Let's see where this goes, because we had never gotten past like that for the first month stage, really. Okay. Um, so it was just kind of like let's just take it a month at a time and see where things go. And you know, by the time I think after my wife hit her first trimester, it kind of started to hit us. Like, oh, okay, first trimester, and he told us, you know, they do like the fruit, what size your baby is at this point, you know, in the pregnancy, you know, this other stuff. Um, <laughs> at that point because that was the first we had gotten at that point and we were like okay maybe this is really you know this is really happening i mean initially when we had the first when we were announced when we were trying the first time i mean we were ecstatic we 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 wanted to tell everybody uh and everything else but i think after the, the the second time that it didn't pan out we were like let's just wait until we know for sure that the that he's healthy and everything right. before we tell anyone you know we didn't we didn't want to jump the gun on it we didn't want to you know mess with our good our good fortunes at the time so yeah I, w- I will say I think for parents that have gone through miscarriages uh, especially once they've been trying and trying and I've known I've, I've known couples that have tried 
more than four times uh, and still have no luck. So uh, the fact that you guys tried one time, got it right the first time, it's uh, it's it's a lot. People don't understand. It's a, it's more lucky than anything when the first time they get it. It seems now and more than ever, it's like people have tried two or three times at least before they get their first pregnancy, like right. So yeah, it's uh, but when you know when he got here, you know we didn't even think about the last two missed opportunities. We we got him. We finally got him here. Right. You know, so that's that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, uh, I'll ask you. Um, what was your when you guys got when she told you that you were pregnant? What was your reaction? Uh, my initial reaction was, I'll admit it was kind of selfish. Um, so it's it's like a it's a weird when when we found out it was kind of a weird not day but I woke up that morning and I think I. I don't know. I think I had shit or something kept me from going to work. And I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, I'll, I'll work from home. My wife left to go to work, got all the way to work and forgot her keys to the office. So she called, was like, hey, I got to come back home. I'm going to stop at the store. I was like, all right. Didn't think much of it. Um, and she came back with a pregnancy test. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little late. So I'm just going to check it out. So I was like, all right. So, you know, she took the test um, and she showed me the step. And I was on one hand excited, but this was the end of February. So, like, we were hearing rumblings about COVID, but, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't affecting us. So we were like, whatever. So we were planning to go to Italy in the fall. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is cool, but like, Damn, like we had some stuff planned and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I was in school trying to finish my bachelor's so like well you know I'm doing this and I'm like damn like so this is really happening um so it, it was I was just like damn it's really like messing up my things I got planned you know yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do um so it, it was definitely selfish but then, then as it kicked in I was like oh, okay cool so my sister was the first person I told um, I really didn't want to tell my mother because she can't hold water. But my sister was was like, oh, no, just, okay. just tell her. Um, so we told her like late, later that day, and of course she brought up who can I tell, and I was like, you can't tell a soul until we say it's ready, <laughs> until we say we're ready. Um, and then later I told my brother, and then when we got around when we got out the first trimester. I told like my other two siblings and you know, I told other people we were close to until we did like our, our big announcement. And and by then I was like, yeah, I can't wait until the yeah. baby's here. So it, it's just, you gotta kinda, I don't, I don't wanna say if you don't have kids, you're selfish, but you're just used to doing, you know, what you want unless something major happens that, you know, hinders you from doing exactly what you want for you know a period of time or whatever so it, it's just like doesn't mean you're a bad person you just gotta step back and be like okay some major changes are about to happen yeah yeah I think so, that uh, I think realizing as a parent you know sometimes you try to you think that you're being like you said being selfish about wanting to like go out and 
yeah, one of my friends the other day was saying, you know, uh, who's also a parent, and you know, she said that, you know, don't you miss those days where it's like those Fridays or those like you, it's you, it's you and her, you and your, you and your, you and your wife, and you're not doing anything. Like, hey, let's just go somewhere this weekend. It was like that freedom of the ability to just pick up and go somewhere, you know, right. and not have to find a babysitter, find someone to watch your kid or. You know, our kids coming with us, you know, we just pack and, pack and play and, you know, then got to make sure to get their food and everything else. And it, it was, I will say to, to parents listening to this, you're not a bad person for sometimes being selfish while you're being a parent. You know, you're so you, you, for a, when you, you move out of your parents' house and get your own place and start doing your own thing, you're used to doing your own thing. It's really a jarring situation when it's like even while you know your wife is pregnant like you don't realize the baby is here until the baby is actually here you know yeah the baby's growing inside your wife's stomach but it's like once the baby gets here everything changes everything um and it's like yeah it's like now it's like uh, some of my friends who are considering you know having children of their own and i try to tell them it's like you know you know, I like having my Fridays to myself, and you know, I like having my my Saturdays, my weekends, and stuff to myself. But I'm just like, maybe you should make reconsider having children. <laughs> yeah, like if you're really if you're really stuck on that 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 time being for you, it's like make reconsider having kids. Because I know once Galileo, especially uh, you know, uh, getting older. You know, he's going to be outside. He's going to be in activities. And that's going to happen on the weekends. You know, so it's just one of those things where I think, like you said, it's um, uh, it's one of those things where it's just like that trade-off where it's like, I, I enjoy my son. And I, I, I'm, I can't wait to see what he gets involved in and what he ends up doing and what he ends up liking. And like uh what you know he gets passionate about and what you know he wakes me up on saturday hey dad i want to go do this i want to go do that and i'll get up and go with him six o'clock seven o'clock in the morning let's go let's go do it you know um because i think that you know from uh just now as a black dad perspective and things um being there especially i think now during being being born my son being born right before the pandemic and your daughter Tatum being born right during right in the middle of the pandemic and you know spending that time you know with our kids that you know our like I said our parents really didn't do because you know I think by the time we hit three four weeks I was in the daycare <laughs> sure. yeah, me and my brother me and my brother were in the daycare at that time and we were going to do the same thing but you know we spent all that time at home with them watching them go through that stuff do you think that that's going to maybe add a certain a different kind of connection as they get older i mean i know they're only like they were less than a year old going into a year but do you think having that extra time may have a different kind of connection with the child oh yeah you know yeah yeah because you're uh you know you before you know, before we had the technology where people could work from home in the pandemic, it was always like, damn, I might miss the first steps. I might miss this or that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as you see them develop, you just feel that connection because you're like, this is my child. Like, or not even see them develop. If, if you see them do something that you know is something you would do, you're just like, 
that is my kid. Like, you know, it, it just, it makes you, when you do, I don't know, do you, are you going back in the office? Uh, they have, they told us like 2023. Oh. And oh, even shit. then, I don't think it's going to be, it's not full time. Like I may go in maybe, maybe once a week, maybe. Okay. It's like, like I, I, I go in sporadically, but even mm-hmm. when I go in, um, you know, in my video chat with her just to see what she's doing, um, or just like, dang, let me hurry up and do whatever it is I need to do here so I can get back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like, why? Like, if, if we can make it work, you know, my wife already, you know, we talk more like, if we can make it work, because <clears throat> she has to go in the office twice a week. Uh, my job is <clears throat> iffy about exactly what, they, what they're going to have us do. But we can make it work. You don't plan on putting her in daycare because we want, you know, to build that bond with her. So it definitely mm-hmm. helps with, even though they don't know it yet, it definitely helps with the bond as, as they get older. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, so, I know for us, it's like, uh, once he started walking around and stuff, it, it's like, now nah, he had to go to daycare. <laughs> we, right. we, spent, we spent that whole year at home. And we were just like, no, he's got to go. <laughs> but at the same time, too, because, you know, we wanted him to get an interaction with other kids. I think that's, you know, being right now, he's the only child. So right. we wanted to make sure that he still got interaction with other little kids because it, it was interesting, too. Like when we took him to daycare for the first time, I think earlier this this year, March, he had, like, again, he hadn't gone like that all of 2020, you know. Um, so when we took him the first time, we were nervous. You know, we were like, is he going to be okay with the other kids? And, you know, is he going to is he gonna be all right? Is he going to, you know, just sit in the corner stuff? And, uh, you know, those ladies told us he acted like he, he had been there before. And he was like, you know, this is my place. So it, that made me feel a little more comfortable with him going to daycare. And also maybe a projection of what his personality is going to be like when he gets older. You know, he's going to be that kid. He's just going to be like a social butterfly. They just be able to interact with they all different kinds of groups of people, you know. So um, I will say I know I, I know at some point Tatum's going to go to daycare or pre-K or something. Um, do you feel a little bit nervous about when she does go? Like you know about like how she's going to interact with the other kids and things? Um, not yet. I really don't think it. It's something that really crossed my mind yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that time comes, I'll probably, you know, in, inside be like, damn, that's my child. You know, she's, she's growing up. You know, have, have a good day or whatever, you know, whatever you say. But I think she'll she'll be fine as, as long as... She'll be fine as long as something holds her attention. Mm-hmm. And by, you know... And then she could make other friends. Well, no, let me take that back. I think she'll be fine with making friends. Cause like my nephew is nine, and when they're together, she, you know, he he just wants to play his video games. But like she is in his face. Like you're gonna play with me. <laughs> so I, I, I think she she'll be fine. You know, we'll have to if she keeps that attitude. We'll have to like get her out of that. But I think she'll mm-hmm. be fine. Okay. So, uh, with everything that happened, 
with you know George Floyd and stuff that happened last year and the uh, court case and um, just what happened that just happened in the last few years. Um, being a black father, um, I know for myself, uh, I'm dreading that day where I have to you know have that talk with Galileo. Um, and it's, uh, I remember my dad had, had to talk with me and this was back, uh, like 19, like 2000, 2001, I think around the time I started high school and he had to, had to talk with me about like how you have to, you just have to act differently in front of the police and have to act differently in society in general. You have to act this way and act that way and all this other stuff. Um, what I will say is that I, I do like that at least in the media representation I think of our people it's gotten a lot better as far as like uh, accepting us for who we are we don't have to wear our hair a certain way anymore we don't have to talk a certain way it seems like a lot more authentic uh, black characteristics are being accepted at least in movies media and other aspects it still seems to be an issue though when it comes to authority and it's one of those things where it's I know when he hits puberty like it's gonna be I'm gonna be stressed out it's just I'm just gonna be stressed out like it's just gonna be you know whether it be him just interacting in school or you know dealing with uh, if he goes out with his friends and stuff like that I know it's a ways away right now but I think about it from time especially when you hear these stories come up on the news you know from time to time um do you have those thoughts now even though tatum says getting ready to turn one do you still have do you have those thoughts now about 10 years 11 years from now um to a degree i do i do like worry about when she gets older and starts dating and you got to worry about you know a dude if a dude's mistreating her or, and, mm-hmm. you know, explaining, you know, uh, all of you, you outward friends and, you know, don't, you know, travel in packs as much as you can, you know, stuff like, like if, uh, sidebar, like when I see like, let's say young ladies between teenagers and young adults, like by themselves on a bus stop late at night, like that really like, mm-hmm. I don't say trigger, but, I just feel like I don't, I don't like that that op, the yeah. optics of that because um, you know it's so many crazy fools out here so I do worry about stuff like that from time to time but you know I'm just I'm just like you know when that bridge comes I honestly think it'll be more of a talk my wife will have with her and I'll just mm-hmm. have to throw in my guy perspective right. um, but you, you know like or just a you know the guys trying to talk to you, and you, you know you're, you know they get disrespectful. How you gotta, you know, ignore them, and you know how guys are when they get shot down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's kind of similar to what you'll have to similar conversation which you'll have to go through, but it, it's different. So, but at the end of the day, as parents, we're gonna worry either way. Yes, yeah, it's it's. it's, it's... 
have you found that your, like your mom has been like kind of like laughing at you on the side a little bit when you go when you're like raising Tatum and stuff? I know I've caught my parents a couple times just kind of like looking at me, just like remembering that time when they were doing you know, with my brother and myself. Uh, just kind of like I get finally seeing that revenge or seeing that justice <laughs> kind of thing, kind of thing. Not that she has ever really said to me. Um, <laughs> She, she's just more like like during the winter time everything was oh make sure make sure her head's covered and mm-hmm. know, like, oh, I got I got this or like if we if I took over my mom's house you know she might be like oh her feet are cold and I'm like oh, okay the heat's on like she'll be fine she had socks right. on <laughs> like you're not gonna stress me out with the small stuff but so that's, I, that's I, more I, my dealings with my mom I've I've seen that too, man. It's just like when it's like either you know my parents or my wife's parents, and they'll be like, "You need to put this on. You need to put it's it's they're fine." I've, I've been raising them; they're fine. <laughs> like yeah. it's cool. Uh, I I feel like we have we try to take some things from our parents that they you know how they raised us, but. Also, I think realizing that you know there's some things that they don't we don't have to do that they did. Right. <laughs> like they're good, they're fine. Why is that? No, they'll be fine. Why does he have socks on? He's in the house. He doesn't need socks on. Playing on the carpet. <laughs> like yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like one of those. Yeah. Parents mean well. It's just like just oh just yeah, let me do my thing unless I'm doing a horrible job as a parent. Then right. you know, by all means, help me out. Yes, and so have you found that you've been at you've asked your mom a lot, or you just kind of like figuring out on your own? Uh, unless she's been sick or something like like that, I, I we've just been winging it, man. Yeah. You know, it, if, if she's been sick or just been crying, and we can't figure out what you know what's wrong with her, mm-hmm. other than that, we're just you know as we go, like, you know, this is what we learned. This is how you play. Yeah, I think that's a good point right there in the sense that for any parents new parents or whatever existing parents who've done doing this for a while no there is no manual in children none every kid is different your kid is always going to be different than somebody else's kid they have their own quirks and everything else um and i think that uh i don't know about you but when, when it was kind of like that point in the pandemic where you know, we were wearing masks and stuff, but we were still, you know, going to friends' houses and stuff. And we talked to some friends who, you know, their kids were a little bit older, and we asked them about what they were doing. And you found out, you know what? They're doing this. I'm just, they did the same thing I'm doing. And their kids, like, older than mine. And sure. we're just like, you got to wing it, man. Like, it's just, you know, you find out they just, like, pull something out of their ass to do something. You know, just like, it's like, they figured it out. They didn't really know what they were going to do. And it's like, oh, that worked. That made the baby. It made him quiet. Like I'm going to keep doing that thing. <laughs> so it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like even if you feel as a parent, if you're listening to this, people, you feel as a parent, it's like I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. You know, am I messing up? You may be. Parents make mistakes. We're a human, but you're doing the best that you can. I think that's what we do every try every day to say to ourselves. We're doing the best that we can. Because there are some times where it's like, you know, when 
but they should be doing this and they should be doing this and then they should be doing this and some days you're just like I, I can't do it today I just can't mentally like I just can't you're just like he's yelling at me he's doing all this here take it I know you're not supposed to be we're looking at the tablet for this long but I just need a break <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> watch this show right watch this show be quiet leave me alone and it's just like you're not a bad parent because you do you you misstep every now and then I think in the long run as long as you stick to you know your plan I guess then um, you're good but also as a parent you know um, the plan changes you can I think uh, I'll think I'll ask you this before we head out um, do you have a plan do you in your head for your daughter of like how her life is going to turn out yeah I don't all I want all, all the only things I know for sure that I want for her is I want her we, we are setting money aside for college because by the time she goes college will be 100k a year right. um, and I don't want her to have that stress of, of student loans mm-hmm. um that that's the first plan and, and right now we we only plan we plan for her to be an only child so we kind of wanted you know it in other cultures it occurs a lot but in our culture i don't know if our parents just didn't know any better or it's never been passed down but you know when you hit certain mi- milestones in life your parents are like here here's ten thousand dollars towards your first house or mm-hmm. here's five thousand towards your car or something like that um so we we kind of want her to be in a position she hits a certain age certain like you know milestones we can be like set this money aside for you to give you a head start in life yeah um you know go take advantage of it um that's one two we want to make sure that she sees the world as much as possible um and you know before we had had her we took maybe anywhere from three to six trips a year mm-hmm. some were very small some were, you know, big trips, but you know, we enjoy travel. Gets a little older, we want, you know, we want her to see that there's more than Baltimore, more than Maryland, more than the United States. Um, right. So those are really the, the only two, I'll say, roadmaps we have for her. Everything else is is really up to her. How about you? Yeah. Um. You know, in my head, it's like I'm a sports guy, so it's like I love him to be like an athlete or professional athlete but you know realistically you know my wife and I talk and the main thing we want him to do is we said we want him to find that thing he's passionate about and for him to just go after that thing whatever that may be you know Um, we even said that you know uh, he doesn't necessarily have to go to college really it's like if he if he gets into like blue collar work and he's like you know what, especially he gets older, like I want to be an electrician, I'll be a plumber, do this. And look, I mean, for people who don't know, uh, plumbers and electricians, especially the ones who become like uh, masters and, you know, uh, in their craft, they make good money. It's a, a recession proof oh, yeah. job, recession proof. Everybody's going to have a leaky toilet, leaky plum- plumbing somewhere. You're always going to need the AC fixed. Like it's, one of those things that we always look down on them because you know they don't wear a suit and tie and stuff and 
Um, they usually wear dirty clothes and to work and stuff like that. But a lot of those guys make good money, good money, especially if they own their own company. So um, we want we don't want this to force him into just you have to go to college, you have to go to college because uh, I feel like I, I know in school I saw a lot of saw a lot of classmates that were there strictly because their parents told them to. They didn't really care about being there. Um, but their parents told them they had to go to school, so um, they didn't do too well either, did they? No, they didn't. I mean, they were out of there by freshman year. You know, it's or even or if they did graduate, you know, they got a degree that wasn't really they did anything for them. They just kind of wasted the parents' money, you know. Um, but it's the same thing. We're saving up money for them. We got a savings account, and um, you know, we want to make sure, like like you said, leave him some money uh, to buy his first home. And we don't want him now, like I said, all that debt that we had, you know, growing up. Right. Um, I think the best thing you can do for your child is, even if you have a plan, the plan is going to change. 100%. It's going to change. Because as your child develops a personality, and develops different interests, and um, you're going to realize, oh, they're not going that the way I thought they were going to go, kind of thing. I, I think it's, and I think it's more fun just to go along for the ride. You know, right. just to see what your kid gets into. You know, you know he may not even like football. <laughs> it's gonna crush me. <laughs> but uh, you know, if he doesn't like football, he ends up liking like soccer or baseball more, or you know, basketball. That's fine. You know, I'll, it'll be hurt for a little bit, but I'll, I'll deal with it. Yeah, um, over. And you're right. Same thing. Uh, we said that you know when he uh, ten, like ten or eleven. We want to stay taking him out of the country and make you know let him explore you know the rest of the world outside of uh, the United States and stuff. And notice this is a bigger, bigger planet that we live on, just outside of you know ninety five, six ninety five, and the DMV and stuff. So um, definitely, I think things that you know we didn't really have those experiences growing up. But you know, I think what you you know try to do as a parent is always provide those if you can provide different experience for your kids that you didn't necessarily have so opens up the, their their world view you know I, I told my wife you know if he if he decides if he said does go to college or even if he goes out of you know leaves you know graduates high school and say hey dad I want to do a gap year but I want to do it like in Spain I want to go you know go to Spain and do work there or just live there for a year and do that I'm like go ahead go ahead do it. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I did that when I was 18. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say we were trained to think a certain way, but it just wasn't, doing stuff like that just wasn't ever presented to us. Or, you know, no one ever brought it up that made you stop and say, hmm, that, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. And I think like, uh, as a parent, you know, it's like you can't really judge previous generations based on how you're doing things. They're only doing what they know, what they know, right? They're only doing what they know. So if they didn't do it, odds are they're not going to do the same thing with you. And then the internet, even when we grew up, the internet, boom, 96, 97, you know? So when the internet opened up, it opened up our eyes to a different, a uh, whole different world. And I remember. You know, my dad used to used to subscribe to National Geographic when we were kids, so we could always have. Even if we weren't learning it in school, we were learning it at home. So we would get the National Geographic each month, and 
you know, looked through it and said different countries and different cultures and stuff like that. But when the internet popped up, you can go look up, you know, Brazil and look up England and look up Australia and things like that. And it was like watch videos and um, it opened up, I think, our eyes to. And I had, you could, I had, I had friends that are that were in different countries when I was like on AOL. You know, I had friends that were in different countries at the time. You know, so it was like being able to talk to people from different cultures and different languages and we're on the internet. So having that ease now, especially, uh, you know, Galileo when he's like in middle school and high school could have a pen pal somewhere in Budapest, you know, so, you know, it yeah. could be anywhere. So it's like the world has gotten a lot smaller uh, in a good way, in a sense that it doesn't feel as though it's out of, it will be out of his reach to go somewhere outside of the United States. Whereas for us, <coughs> getting on a plane and going out of the country when we were 18 probably felt like, that's crazy. Going out by myself, I don't know. Yeah, I don't why, know why, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you Why would you want to do that? And it's like, but now I'm thinking, you know, exactly when he had 18, he's like, I want to do that gap year. All right, go ahead. Figure out what you want to do, because I know fun. for damn sure, I didn't know what I wanted to do at 18. <laughs> you know? I had no idea. You think you do. You think you have an idea, right, what you want to do. Um, but, I mean, he, he's just fingering it out, so I'm just, like, giving that time to figure it out. Um, I will say that uh, also, you know, I'm giving him some time, you know, if he does go to college and stuff, that I give him some time to get on his feet. I won't just kick him out of the house when he turns 21, you know. But, you know, he does, at that point, he needs to, like, okay, you're not in school. Uh, you're not doing if you're not doing any kind of training or anything you got to be doing something to get out of here because you ain't gonna be sitting here until you're 45 years old <laughs> you know you have to be up out of here because me and your mom gotta go travel we gotta go do some things so <laughs> but uh yeah I mean I, that's uh I think that's a good good place to close this first episode um any uh, closing remarks you want to give out before we close out uh, just as always in the alumni experience, I'm learning every day. Yeah, you know, this is, uh, it's going to be a fun ride and I'm glad we have this podcast to kind of chronicle this and they help out any, uh, new parents or any parents that are doing this and just want to hear us talk about parenting. <laughs> um, yeah. cause I think it's always interesting to just hear, even if you, you have friends and you guys are, you have similar stuff, you realize your kids are like. Can have completely different personalities, <laughs> and um, it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, just going to be fun chronicling this as they keep growing. I hope this, you know, keep doing this podcast up until they're eighteen. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, <it'd> be fun. <laughs> we can go back and listen to this. <laughs> go back and listen to this, and just like, man, that, that was crazy. You said fifteen years ago, man. Like, we're now eighteen now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, thank you everybody for listening this has again been an inaugural episode of Raising Us and um, please like and subscribe I have the page will be on Facebook I'll post this to the page and um, you know just stay tuned for all of our other uh, podcasts in the future thanks for listening peace